previously on My Best Friend's Journal. Can we just for a second remember in the pilot episode, we went on like a 30-minute tirade about Anne Hathaway. <laughs> we had to cut out. We thought it would be too polarizing. <laughs> Good Lord, we sure had a lot to say about her. DJ Matt. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> oh, I only know him as, as DJ Matt. He is fucking awesome. I love oh. this guy. And somehow I tripped up the stairs, wrapped my body in the wings in the form of a straitjacket. <laughs> We're singing some Italian song. There's only one guy left singing, and it's like a four-part harmony, and we just got the bass going, Con te partido. <laughs> Our stage manager got this idea that he was going to make us all do understudy rehearsals. Oh. And I was just an arrogant 22-year-old. I think actually he was like, you're going in tomorrow. I was like, "Like fuck I am. So he cried because he wanted to write me up so bad. Oh. He was a real dick. I didn't care. Ooh, just farted a little bit. Oh, jealous. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I need to. I'm a little backed up. <laughs> Years ago he got a book to hold my private thoughts And now we're gonna take a peek, grab a drink or smoke some pot Your private thoughts read aloud, how does that make you feel? I don't remember what I wrote, this shit might get too real Nothing here is sacred, I'm haunted by my past it's called my best friend's journal. Let's start this damn podcast. Let's sing this name a little longer first. It's someone's favorite podcast. Yes, and the world's greatest podcast. Oprah's favorite podcast. Hi, everyone. I'm Cam. Better energy. Okay. Welcome to my best friend's journal. I'm Cam. That sounds disingenuous. Welcome to my best friend's journal. I'm Cam. Now you sound like something <laughs> like you had recently had brain surgery. <laughs> Welcome to my best friend's journal. I'm Cam. That's Mike. And this is our podcast. That's Mike. <laughs> that thing over there. Hi, guys. I'm Mike. <laughs> and here we are back in it again for the 14th episode. Woo! Is there anything special about 14? It's seven twice. It is a carrot of gold. It's two seven times. It is that. Carrot of gold? 14 carat? Oh, sure. Carrot delineation? Okay, I don't moving fucking on. know. Guess what happened? What? I got a message from a blast from my past. Oh. You got blasted? <laughs> Only in my past. <laughs> it was my one of my really good friends from high school, a straight boy, and he... I haven't talked to him in a really long time. And he messaged me out of the blue and was just like, I've been listening to your podcast. It's really great. Keep it up. And I was like, oh my God, it was so special because I had a huge, huge, huge crush on this guy. He was just like a really good friend of mine who didn't know that I also had a huge crush on him. If he's still listening, he knows now. <laughs> he sure does. Um, it was just so random and sweet because he's not our general demographic listener. Uh, that's true. He's straight, a, straight 30 year olds. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Bro-y. Um, but he's just like a really sweet dude, and it just was very it meant a lot to me to have him reach out in that way, um, reach around in that way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Here we are. Uh, uh, were you one to go for the straight boys in high school? Definitely not. No. I, no, I yeah, I didn't feel the need to. We had a fair amount of gay kids in in my school, so I would rather go for people who I knew were ready, willing, and able, as opposed to sure, yeah, trying to fight that battle and on top of the other million, you know, adolescent battles. Yeah, no, I get it. That, um, but. I have to ask. 
then since you asked me were you one of those straight chasers um it wasn't so much a straight chaser situation um we also had uh, like a disproportionately high number of gay kids in our high school there's something in the water in, in indiana my, yeah in my huh. rural indiana high school were um, they out uh, a few of them were, most of them came out afterwards, uh, after mm-hmm. high school or like maybe senior year, a, a lot of us were out to each other, but maybe not to the school at large, you know, or oh. so you were out to them even before you were out, out. Uh, I, I was out to my, uh, my close friend group very first. Those were the first people that like I, like how I old, um, 16. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, that was when I had my first boyfriend from like a neighboring school. Um, mm-hmm. that was when I was 16, but before that I was, uh, there was a, neighborhood boy um who was uh like three years older than me and uh for years and years we used to hook up i would say experiment because he is straight um but you don't really experiment for six years (laughs) i feel like you uh you pretty much know so he's married to a woman who uh I mean, God bless her. I don't know if she has any idea about his past, but I mean, he had dicks in his butt for six years. Oh yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it was multiple. It was (laughs) definitely mine multiple times. Huh, yeah, that's it. I mean, he is whatever he labels himself as, but straight seems like a pretty a rigid definition for a man who enjoys receiving anal intercourse. <sighs> Although, you know what? Rigid he was. <gasps> Sorry, he was so hot. A scandal. I want to hear more about that, but I also want to uh, back up my, correct my statement. I think, I don't know, more straight dudes might like it, receiving anal sex. We'll just never know because there's such a stigma against it. That's true. You and, could you be know. straight and like, you know, prostate play. That's, Yeah with a woman and still yeah. maintain your straighthood for sure. Straighthood, straightness, <laughs> straight identity with a woman. Sure. But yeah. getting fucked by a dude for six years doesn't scream heterosexual. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. And like, I mean, begging for it. Oh shit. I had him wrapped around my little finger for a very long time. Just the little finger. <laughs> that was all I really needed. Oh, <laughs> tight, tight then, huh? <laughs> yeah. hundred percent. Can you tell me a little more about that? Cause that is, so salacious. Uh, yeah, I mean, salacious is exactly the word for it. Um, I will say that I think a lot, if not most, straight guys um, as adolescents with their close friends will do some sort of experimentation. It's mm-hmm. very taboo. People don't really talk about it a lot. It's taboo because uh, unlike women who like often experiment in college, that that whole mm-hmm. trope and cliche, it's just a, it's a phase and it's a thing they're doing and they're allowed to be more sexually fluid. But when a quote unquote straight guy experiments he's automatically assumed to be gay which we're not necessarily helping with this conversation yeah well but well i would like to play counterpoint to that though because just because you touched a dick when you were 14 or you jerked off next to your friend doesn't mean you're gay most guys do it absolutely but getting fucked for six years might mean you might be a little less 100 percent. i i would i would put money on it that that guy's not straight although he is so far in the closet and so like bro-y straight blue collar kind of dude Uh, the kind of guy that runs for Congress is a Republican. Absolutely and gets not. No, no, no. Oh. Like very, very blue collar. Very like uh, the kind of guy that like like works construction and like is very burly and mm. um, Titus's boyfriend from Kimmy Schmidt. Exactly. He's pretty much Titus's boyfriend from Kimmy Schmidt, except for gorgeous. Except he was when he was uh, young. Um, he worked construction for his dad every summer, and God. so he would like come home at four o'clock, and he would just be like so ripped and tan. <sighs> And he would strip down to his tidy whities and jump into the pool. Are you reading the beginning of a romance novel? No, I'm not. I swear to God. It was like, I had no idea when it was happening that I was pretty much growing up in like a very porny situation. That's hot. (laughs) And also I was so deeply closeted myself and so ashamed of it that like it would happen all the time. And then directly afterwards, I would be like 
in my bed praying like it oh, was Jesus, so yeah really? it was, it, eh, for the first few years and then i started to loosen up a little bit <laughs> figuratively <laughs> speaking thank you um uh-huh. you got there before i did but you saw it in my eyes <laughs> <laughs> sure did he'll come up more often i promise there's so much more to say there it would take up the entire episode like that could be an episode in, in and of itself i will just say that um it always started out with wrestling he was a few years older than me so he would like bully me a little bit and one of us would end up on top of the other one and then it would like turn into making out and like full on just like best time of your young life and then as soon as we both came we'd both be like anyway i'll see you later gotta gotta go i'd always tell my mom start up the chainsaw yeah he like lived on a little farm and so i'd always tell my mom we were going over there to do like like you know farm work to plow (laughs) yeah (laughs) i gotta go hello roma i'll be back that was the problem though with uh high school sex i guess the problem and the fun there's the fear of getting caught which is like yeah every parent's always watching keep the door open you uh know oh i have a story about that (laughs) you're full of them today go on i know it's not my story all it was this girl that um i was friends with in high school uh she was absolutely what we would refer to as a sexually active band geek from mean girls Mm -hmm. she just was uh she was kind of fast for her age um and she was uh she was making out with her boyfriend in her bedroom and her mom had a very strict rule she knew her daughter she was like do not close that door uh when there's a boy in there many moms did have uh that rule uh but it was middle of the day and her mom went outside to mow the mow the yard and so this girl and her boyfriend start getting in hot and heavy and um they're watching tv in her room and i'm gonna try to describe this to you but she had a day bed and he was sitting up on it like it was a couch uh-huh. and so she laid in his lap like with her back on his lap and her legs over his shoulders sure so you know she if she wanted to she could look backwards and see the tv it is the kind of position like kind she of was upside downy she was yeah. completely upside down laying on his lap and he was fingering her through like her shorts had kind of like fallen to the side she uh-huh. still had her pants on but he was fingering her like down you know uh-huh. uh and so <laughs> they can't see the, <laughs> the charades that Cam i'm doing aggressively fingering <laughs> the air <laughs> anyway they were in the middle of it and they did not hear the lawnmower turn off and all of a sudden her mom is in her doorway <gasps> And she goes, what is going on in here? And was that like rhetorical? Because she could probably see what was going on. She could see exactly what was going on. But it was dead silent. And the way this girl sold it, no one knew what to say. And it was perfectly silent. And all you heard was, <gasps> as he pulled his oh. fingers out. <laughs> yeah, it was hermetically sealed. Oh, my oh, God. God. The most atrociously embarrassing moment of someone's life. Let me try and one-up it. Okay. Uh, I've got, an, uh, again, a friend. We're just abusing all of our friend stories. That's fine. Uh, in high school, he's, like, kind of a twinky boy, and he had this big, burly boyfriend, and they're in the boyfriend's basement, and uh, my friend's legs are over his head, and he's getting fucked by this very big dick. The dad of the boyfriend walks in to the basement to do some laundry. While they're going mm-hmm. at it. Uh-huh. Just walks right by them as they're doing this, ignores them, and they both <laughs> freeze like like you would. I'm sweating. That sounds so. That's like that's the worst mm-hmm. nightmare situation. Changes the laundry, starts to walk out. As he's closing the door behind him, and my friend and his boyfriend are just frozen. The dad goes, "Ride him, cowboy," and just shuts the door. Uh, uh- <laughs> 
That's like simultaneously the most amazing and the most offensive response you could have given. It's horrifying. Yeah, like so embarrassing, but also like amazing for this dad to be like, all right, cool. My my son and his boyfriend are fucking and they're just boys will. Ooh, <laughs> you almost said boys will be boys. <laughs> you should see the horror on Mike's face. If only that's what boys will be boys. <laughs> <laughs> It will not participate in that toxic masculinity bullshit. This is boys being... Bu- <laughs> <sighs> so is that what you and your straight friend got up to? The one that left you the comment? <laughs> Going back to left that guy? Co- he texted me. Oh. No, we instead we were in a, a cover band together. I'm sorry. Um, we, we played music. <laughs> of course you fucking did. It was a 90s cover band. Um <laughs> In high school, you had a 90s cover band? Oh, we didn't, like, call ourselves that, but all we did was 90s songs, so we were essentially a 90s cover band. Uh, We had a really sweet name. Pure Honey. Shut the fuck up. You had a cover band in high school called Pure Honey? It isn't as gay as it seems. (laughs) We had a a gig or something, and we needed a name, and we couldn't think of anything, and we're just sitting in his kitchen and looking around, and there was a little bottle of pure honey and he was like all right pure honey the straight boy picked it <laughs> and how does that differentiate from your current cover band where you also do mostly 90s covers we've moved now we've we've shifted a decade so we're 2000s cover band oh great so like what like eagle eye cherry <laughs> no that was my 90s cover band wait is that 2000s or 90s uh, i don't know save tonight fight the break of dawn come inside me <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's definitely how that goes yeah i'll look up those lyrics now but we've we've upgraded since we're a we're a new pure honey. <laughs> pure Manuka honey? The Whole Foods version? Mm-hmm. We now cost $300. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm glad that to see that 20 years later, you're still spending your days doing the exact same damn thing. Now we're called... Um, uh, we couldn't think of a name again. We, could, we had a gig and we couldn't think of a name. So we were like, let's just call ourselves Apple Street because it's where we rehearsed. Um, oh, okay. And then it reminded me, we changed our name like six times because uh, I had a GPS once that had a British accent and she couldn't say one street. She'd be like, turn left at Appleton Avenue. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so are you called Appleton Avenue now? Yeah, so we shifted it to that for our own little <laughs> in-joke. <laughs> oh, and now that band is about to be disbanded. <laughs> yeah, my my co-star. Hmm. <laughs> that's, that's how bands themselves. <laughs> he's uh he's moving so we were two peas in a pod or balls in a sack i guess is better vernacular for this podcast <laughs> now we're just one like neil armstrong <laughs> do you mean lance armstrong lance armstrong <laughs> neil armstrong Probably has two. Had two? I don't know. Is he alive? No idea. Also, does Lance have any? I don't know. You'd have this to ask him. This is very him. insensitive. Um, well, he's kind of a bag of dicks. Oh, yeah. he And just the dick. <laughs> Ooh. Bag of just dicks. Um, can I tell you a quick ball story? <laughs> Please. <laughs> a strange transition. But, um, okay, so last week... After we recorded the podcast, I think it was the very next day, I was uh, sitting outside uh, talking to my husband um, on the phone, and uh, it was just really nice in the sun, so I was sitting on the front stoop, and I was wearing my favorite pair of shorts that I just wear around the house that are just shredded. I mean, they're just in the worst shape ever. Like, I've completely, like, ripped a hole in the crotch of these old, just, like, comfy shorts, and um, I had just gotten out of the shower and thrown those... uh, 
those shorts on and I didn't have any underwear on <laughs> and I pay, it was paying no attention to the fact that, uh, you know, there's a big hole in the crotch and I'm mm-hmm. sitting out there on my front stoop gate open neighborhood, you know, people walking by people driving by all that kind of stuff. And I looked down after a solid 10 minutes of phone conversation <laughs> and one ball was just <laughs> hanging completely out of my shorts. Ball in the wind. <laughs> oh, it was so shocking. And I kind of shrieked and, you know, put it away. Uh, but I am i could have been arrested had someone looked closely enough when they were going by my house. Can you on your own property? I guess. You can't really just hang brain in public. It's not. Hang brain. Well, we've learned a new <laughs> choice phrase from Cam that I'm excited to hear what his in-laws have to say about. Oh, one of my friends who listens to every episode of this podcast, uh, she's really nice and supportive that way, uh, demanded this weekend that I stop using the term getting your dick wet. So uh, I'm going to do just Michaela. Yeah, we've heard that quite a bit out of you. I know. It's, uh, it's kind of shocking how often I've said it. You're getting your dick wet. Ooh, look at you getting your dick wet. Wettest dick years. Ew. I really shouldn't say him. <laughs> Uh, I didn't realize that that was so prevalent in my vernacular. So I'm going to try to find a different term. For it's better than getting sense. your dick dry. <laughs> Let's see how dry it is this week, shall we? The Sahara. <laughs> All right. October 7th, 2013. Into October already. Uh, yeah. Well, as of last week. I love fall. I love Halloween season. Do you? Yeah. You don't? Um... I'm kind of apathetic about Halloween in general, but I do love fall. It's not, yeah, it's not Halloween. I love, I just like, I love pumpkins. I love cinnamon smell. I love like, I don't know, that you ever had, antique get, decor. You ever get those cinnamon brooms from, t- uh, I almost said TJ Maxx, Trader Joe's? I was going to say, I love cinnamon brooms, but instead I just said cinnamon because I thought that was going to be too weird of a thing. But oh, I'm, hell no. No, cool. you put those in your house. Oh, it smells so good. Oh, yeah. I love, that's um, what I love. It's just like that kind of nostalgic feeling, apples, although I feel like I'm going to really miss it in California. Uh, no, fall is great here because the heat breaks and it's still really lovely. It's the perfect time to like eat outside, have all your windows open. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't get the foliage, um, but you do get like full, like people really appreciate fall. No pumpkins or apples though. <sighs> yeah. It's a pumpkin and apple free zone. Famously. <laughs> uh, yeah. I love fall. Um, the great drought, Charlie Brown. <laughs> My least favorite thing about fall. I know I'm beating a very tired drum right now, but I really hate seeing pumpkins when it's like middle of summer. It's very, very hot. Christmas feels worse than me than, than pumpkin-y Halloween stuff because nobody holds Halloween sacred. That's what's fun about it. It's just frivolous and fun. And Christmas, everyone has a fucking opinion about. Uh, I love Christmas stuff. Uh, it, it does come out earlier every year for sure. But I also know that if you're going to really decorate for Christmas, you have to plan that out. You have to take your time. I mean, you throw a couple fucking gourds on the front porch and ta-da, it's Halloween time. But Christmas, <laughs> you need time to plan all that. Time to be tacky. Yeah, for sure. Tacky. No, you yeah. can do a beautiful, classy Christmas. Okay, hell no. I'm actually pretty disenchanted with Christmas. I used to love, love, love it. And then um, some events happened and I'm over it. <laughs> People are so interested to know i will say i had a couple really shitty christmases because of bad family stuff over a few years um but i've come back around on christmas it is it's always been my favorite and i i worked really hard to make it special again so what i'm saying is this is on you (laughs) i'll work on it uh you can fall back in love with it is what i'm saying okay there's hope for this fatalist October 7th. <laughs> ah, right. We didn't read it yet. <laughs> nope. Uh, yeah. So it is Livorno, Italy. Mm, Livorno is the uh, gateway to Pisa and Florence. Oh, good to know. Uh, so we're in Tuscany. Uh, Wi-Fi with 
DJ Matt. Pew pew. Um, <laughs> they get sadder. We've, I think that bit's pew. done. <laughs> um, and then you missed a crazy toga party the night before. Uh, and then you did a show. Do you remember anything about that toga party? Um, well, I love a toga party. Any excuse to... Why do people do that? Like, You love a toga party? I just... I don't know. I, I miss that... Um, I've got of... a bunch of sheets in the closet. You want to throw one on for the rest of this recording? Fast forward. <laughs> <laughs> I did it wrong. I'm just naked with sitting on a sheet. <laughs> um, I guess I don't love a toga party. I just like, like the uh, kind of... Uh, youthful excuse to make anything a party like we're having a party and it's togas we're having a party and it's you know are you good for a theme party like are you one that'll show up on theme used to be less so in my um more jaded bitter years <laughs> we had a oh god had you're a gonna few be such a crotchety 60 year old oh my god i'm gonna be terrible <laughs> marty there what's gonna happen i don't know it's only going downhill though let's get all of our quality friendship time in now because i'm not gonna be able to handle you <laughs> as a true grumpy old man look forward to the day where you're just like and this friendship is over thank you so much it's run its course see yourself to the door um this toga party i don't know on a ship that feels gross because it's like gross ship sheets so it's everyone grabbing like ship sheets ship sheets um i do remember michaela had like a cold or something and then uh she went to the toga party, didn't drink, had like stayed for half an hour and left. The next day, her cold is worse, and she uh, puts on a sick track for our show. So sick tracks are uh, we record um, one of the shows is recorded, and then you lip sync to it if you know if a mic goes out or something drastic happens. So mm-hmm. it's like just extreme contingency plan. Your sound engineer can keep that in their back pocket. So if something goes wrong, they can always throw on the track and yeah. they've at least got vocals. So it's not silent for the audience, which is never yeah. acceptable. And the orchestra's are always on a time code. So it's easy to lip sync to. Yep. Uh, anyway, so she used that and it was such drama because you're never supposed to use that. And then of course, awful lead singer is like, well, she was out last night at the toga party. So that's why she can't sing today. And it's like, oh, I guess we learned a lesson. If you're like, at all sick don't fucking go out because some asshole is gonna Uh you know Uh, blow it out of proportion whatever awful lead singer you still smell like macaque jizz (laughs) (laughs) he didn't come he was (laughs) don't tell me if he came or not that's true i don't know he could have came in her hair (gasps) um (laughs) something about mary something about awful lead singer uh rolls right off the tongue (laughs) i watched Something about Mary on a plane recently. I watched it recently too, but only like half of it because it was less. I was bored. Uh, it was so boring. Yeah. So the thing about airplanes is that a lot of the time we use it as an excuse to. Sounds like a bad stand-up routine. The thing about airplanes. <laughs> Airplane food, am I right? Um, no, it's you are not. I. I oftentimes will use it as an excuse to watch good movies that I missed because, you know, now there's like a thousand movies Mm -hmm. on every airplane and you can get like recent releases and stuff. But sometimes if I've been traveling for a long time, I just don't have the strength to, you know, deal with like a new movie or something like I just kind of want to half pay attention. And so I'll put on like an old movie. Bridesmaids or something. Exactly. Mm -hmm. How many times have I watched the Sex and the City movies on a plane? A hundred. Specific. I love those movies. and They're on every plane for some reason. I don't know why. I've only seen the first one. You've never seen the second one? It no. is god awful and culturally <laughs> offensive, but it is also worth watching. Oh, I remember the trailer. They're like they're in the Middle East. They're in the Middle East. Oh yikes! That can't be good. Absolutely. There's and four white women. Four white women in the Middle East. The worst part is that um, Samantha Jones is still Samantha Jones, even though it is completely inappropriate culturally for her to be Samantha Jones in the Middle East, and she like screams about it, um, about how she has, she's going through menopause and she has to put 
yams on her pussy and all this kind of stuff. Uh, nope. Hold on. Back up. So I haven't seen it. Can you explain to me what yams on a pussy do um, or, or I, are? Or is she eating a lot of yams? I can't remember. Is she eating is... a lot of pussy? <laughs> she has a, a girlfriend phase at one point. <laughs> yeah, she absolutely does. Uh, she, I think actually what happens is she's on, she's going through menopause and so she's on all these hormones and they take them away at customs because she can't, like, it looks like she's trying to smuggle in drugs. And so she starts eating a ton of yams because yams are high in estrogen or something. Huh. People say that about soy. It's, <sighs> not... it's not recommended for people that have breast cancer. Soy? Mm-hmm. It, it encourages your body to produce more estrogen. It's not unsafe for most people, but it does. It's not recommended for people that have that actually have breast cancer. Sure, I guess have low estrogen. My qualm with it is just oh, that. Oh, look who learned how to say words with ALMs. Trying uh, is people. It's like the quickest and easiest demonization of soy. Like, but estrogen. I'm like, oh my god. If we list every fear factor of every food, that is like the bottom of the list. But it's for some reason soy. Everyone's like, I can't. Soy is dangerous. Guns sure. are cool. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that tickled me. Anyway, this has been Mike's opinion on estrogen and guns. Back to... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, we are so ADD today. I'm kind of here for it, though. And every day. Um, Honestly, sometimes I listen to these things and I'm like, who can keep up with us but us? (laughs) No one. And then I'm like, you know, if you catch like 30%, that's probably enough. (laughs) What a beautiful endorsement. (laughs) (laughs) My best friend's journal. Great at 30%. My book. Huh? That's 30% of my best friend's journal. My (laughs) book. Canceled. Uh, October 8th. Monte Carlo, Monaco. It's October 8th. Why does that stick out? Maybe it's someone's birthday. You know, I have no concern for anyone's birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let's see here. On October 8th, you were in Monte Carlo, Monaco. You went out with uh, a whole crew of people for some Wi-Fi. Um, it was DJ Matt's birthday. Mm. You gambled and lost 10 euro. You went out again later and lost 20 more. <laughs> gambled and lost. Do you know what someone usually means when they say they gambled and lost? What? To gamble and lose is to fart when you're not sure if it's fart or poop. <laughs> and a little squirt comes out. <laughs> Wait, that's an actual term for sharding? For accidental sharding? I gambled and lost. Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard that before. I'll look that up. It's pretty funny. <laughs> it's on Urban Dictionary. Please do. <laughs> yep. Okay. Uh, thanks to good old Urban Dictionary for. We really ought to reach out for our sponsorship. <laughs> Gambled and lost when you try to fart but end up shitting in your pants. <laughs> Example: Carlos and I were hanging out in the hotel room when Carlos lifted a cheek and squeezed one out. Unfortunately, it sounded wet. Carlos gambled and lost. <laughs> Have you ever gambled and lost? I haven't. I was just talking about this with my friend. You have it? No. <laughs> I feel like well, everyone has. Not in my pants. Let me tell you what happened. Um, I once was sick in high school. I was like homesick and just like kind of vomiting and gross stomach. And I think I was just naked because I was home alone, went to the kitchen to get some like ginger ale or something. And <laughs> oh, no. farted or gambled. <laughs> and a little pile just hit the floor. <laughs> You shat on the kitchen floor. (laughs) (laughs) Probably less force than that. I had a friend. uh, Oh, that's so sad. Yeah. Get a little poop bag. (laughs) But at least there was like no embarrassing factor because I was alone. Yeah. Um, That's a 
another gamble and a loss. That's pretty funny. So when I gambled and lost in Monte Carlo, it was just money. Okay, great. (laughs) The next day, you were stuck in Monte Carlo because the ship was struck by lightning and the radar broke. Excuse me? That seems uh, dangerous. Yeah, I don't know. They have those antennas, I guess, that are sticking out. I guess if it's the only thing in the water. Like lightning rods? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I don't remember anything dramatic about it, but that sounds kind of scary. Um, well, what does it mean when you say embark gangway? Embark is embark is the first day of the cruise and disembark is the last day. Oh, so, so you're gangways. working the gangway welcoming guests? Yep, or? standing okay. at the entrance. Great. You're mad because you did Denzare again and not voices. It's the show I have, you know, solos in, so of course I want to be featured. Sure. Which is also the show that Elle, way back at the beginning, made me cry over and told me I was terrible. So it's funny that this is the one that I'm like, let's do it! Oh, right, yeah. October 10th, uh, Genova, Italy. So we're going to cut all the end out the way again. <laughs> hey guys, Mike here from My Best Friend's Journal. <laughs> Just wanted to interrupt to let everyone know that for the third time, we have removed a long rambling speech about <laughs> Anne Hathaway. She just does not get to be in this podcast. But uh, why th- did we talk about her to begin with? There was something about the Princess Diaries. Oh, Genoa. Genoa. Princess of... Uh, Princess of... Genovia or something like that. Genova, whatever. It's cut for a reason. Bye, Anne. Genova, Italy. Too rough for Portofino. Uh, that means you can port there? Yeah. Okay. Uh, got off all day with Michaela. <laughs> uh, what? What? <laughs> I can assure you that never happened. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Michaela. It just tickles me when he writes these things. Um, Does that mean we're in separate rooms? Just like, how's it going for you? Good over here. I'm on my eighth time. Just chafing a bit over here. Um, You shopped in a market and you bought a blue watch. Do you still have this blue watch? I do not. Okay. I still have those belts my mom bought me forever ago. (laughs) Um, October 11th, Livorno, Italy ran into backpackers oh yeah we were at a train station um i have like very fond train memories from livorno specifically because just a got to florence and pisa oh, sure, yeah. a couple times um and i i don't know why i wrote it must have just had a conversation with them or thought it was so cool they were backpacking through italy i was like i'm taking a luxurious hotel with me around italy <laughs> <laughs> um you had fun at the tower of pisa and you really enjoyed it you were with uh michaela and kick um, you did, you had a special night at the theater in Livorno. <laughs> you wrote three tenors, parentheses, two in a baritone. <laughs> so snarky. <laughs> it's so not nice to that other tenor. By the way, baritones matter. No, I, I agree. I think, I think it was probably me like commenting on the misbilling of it. <laughs> They're calling it three tenors cause it's like fun, easy to say. Uh-huh. And it's a thing already, but like one man is singing very beautifully, just very not tenor. Uh-huh. <laughs> Two tenors and a baritone. Sounds a little low rent. Um, <laughs> like that Russian ballet I saw in someone's backyard. <laughs> Wasn't really in a backyard, just felt like a uh, you know, neighborhood play. Uh, then you listed th- a few songs. Uh, I'm assuming they mean something to you. Uh, o Sole? O Sole Mio? Mm-hmm. I uh, sang that in my Italian show at that theme park we worked in and then also again very lazily in college i had to like scrape together an italian song for some assignment and i was like well i can sing this shit (laughs) (laughs) 
from Volare. Volare. Which I did in at that theme park. As did I. At that very same theater. Man, they recycle these cliche songs. <laughs> they sure did. I was in the car with my mom once, freshly after that contract, and it was my first paid gig. I was very excited about it, and Volare came out on the radio, and I was like, oh, oh, Volare! <laughs> she was like, please calm down. She was. She actually thought it was very sweet. She was like, oh, you love that song. <laughs> Such a good dancer. Um, <laughs> and then Conte Partido. Partido. I hope the baritone of the two tenors and a baritone will sing that because that is also the song that turned into a baritone solo when I was wrapped up in a self-inflicted straitjacket of bird wings. <laughs> the one guy that kept singing. Yeah. Con de partido. Uh, and then Brindisi. Oh, what the fuck? We did that song. That was our closer for that show. Yeah, it was super recycled. It was uh-huh. also... Memorable for another reason. There was a soprano in our show who had this amazingly loud voice. (laughs) As they so often do. Uh And when she would go for some of the top notes, it kind of was just like... (laughs) So I think about that um, that little screech. walking. (laughs) Mike does that all the time. (laughs) I'll hear him in the other room just doing those impressions of her. It's like part of his day-to-day vernacular. It's like always cute. Anytime someone's like, ooh, ah. I just like hear it and I and I do it. <laughs> so that's what that is if you ever hear that. Um, okay, October twelfth, we're back in Livorno. Damn, you're spending a lot of time in Livorno. Um, drill and training offer some Wi-Fi with kick. You planned some uh, planned some of our Asia backpacking trip. You take that trip yet? It's a really good trip. <laughs> we did not. <laughs> I did eventually meet uh, Kick and Michaela in Japan, though. So we sort of no. sort of okay. Um, and then Swass said you sounded bad after that stupid one song show that you do. Fuck Ew. that guy. Yeah. Pfft. Fuck off, Swass. Go take a shower. Um, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> October 13th. Uh, oh, you're in San Tropez. Mm-hmm. You and Leo. So they, Leo? DiCaprio. Is he at home there? He's always just dating models in, in San Tropez. Ah, okay. It's in a Taylor Swift song. San Tropez fun. Up. It felt really bougie. Is it as okay? Is it as fancy as you want it to be? Totally. Okay. Super bougie, but like, tell me about it. Uh, yeah, it is. It is just as as bougie and glamorous as you want. But um, I'm a trash monster wherever you put me. <laughs> <laughs> I specifically remember Michaela and I having a sandwich made of a French baguette, cheese, fries in the sandwich, and ketchup. That was the entirety of it. Oh, that actually sounds kind of good. But it was yeah, fucking delicious. It does say right here, fry and cheese sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> San um, Tropez. It was so good. Ask Michaela. <laughs> she agrees. Um, lots of beautiful shopping. Bought a watch. Who the fuck are you, Mr. Watch Collector? All of a sudden, this is like two days later. You I already have, bought a watch. I still have that watch. It is huge. I love it. The face is massive. I love big faces <laughs> on people, not watches. <laughs> um, it actually broke like a year later but i went back to that same little watch shop i felt super bougie saying you spend so much time in saint tropez <laughs> do you remember that little was... watch shop in saint tropez i'm gonna go back did it uh we were <laughs> michaela and i ended up visiting uh christian kick on the ship after this and uh i found that same shop i was like we're going back i'm gonna get this watch fixed and i did good story Great. and you still have it and it works uh it doesn't work anymore but i still have it <laughs> you bought a shitty ass watch i did <laughs> It's beautiful, though, but just shitty quality. Uh, or, sorry, the next day, on October 14th, you were in Cannes. Um, you were... You did White Knight, and Argentina pissed you off 
by saying that you sounded bad in YMCA. <laughs> Literally, the village people song. <laughs> you can ba na na na, there's no way to sound bad. <laughs> Maybe I forgot lyrics. I don't know, but Argentina, fuck the fuck off. Him and Swass, why am I getting these comments? I don't know. It's like late in your contract. Like, pull it together, guys. What am I... I couldn't have sounded that bad. On YMCA, of all things. I mean, I did fuck up La Vida Loca several times, so... That is true. Lord knows my capacity to, you know, ruin songs. October 15th, you're in Monte Carlo again. You gambled and ate pizza. October 16th... um, (laughs) Just not that that interested. Um, (laughs) No chance to get anything in there. (laughs) You gambled and ate pizza and moving right along. (laughs) I hold the journal. Uh, October 16th, embark. So you're starting a new cruise. You're off in Nice and... Super early for coffee, gangway facial. <laughs> Gang bang facial. <laughs> Bukaki. <laughs> I didn't know Bukaki until um, Cards Against Humanity. I had to look it up. Oh my god. Yeah. That's so funny that you say that because I was once playing it with my in-laws and one of playing my... Playing Bukaki? In- uh, playing Cards Against Humanity with my in-laws. <laughs> How dare you? Um, and one of my in-laws... I'm not going to say who. Bukaki do you? <laughs> Stop it. You're opening the doors here. Just let me talk, you I motherfucker. <laughs> okay, tell me about the Bukaki oh. in-laws. Balls in your court. One of or my... out of your shorts. Oh, my God. <laughs> I fucking hate you. Do you. Should you just do this by yourself? I can come in and record reactions later. Hi, guys. I'm Mike from my best friend's <laughs> journal. I'm my own best friend. <laughs> Come in and record react. Whoa, go on. Sorry. One of my in-laws knew what Bukaki was and it was played really well. And all of a sudden we were like, wait a second. How do you know that word? <laughs> so it got a little awkward for a minute. Any listener out there not know what Bukaki is? I'm waiting for a response. <laughs> Are you, you just want to look up Urban Dictionary again, don't you? B-U-K-K-A-K-E. Come through. That was too quick. <laughs> or maybe B-U-K-A-K-K-E. Bukaki is when several men ejaculate in the face of a woman. That's, that is misogynistic. <laughs> yeah. Any, any, it's any... really, anyone could get covered in loads. Yes. Anybody that can ejaculate can cover anybody else who wants to get covered. <laughs> the above mentioned description of its origin is false, mainly because since the punishment for adultery in feudal Japan was death, Bukaki is a dish in Japan with fine white noodles. What? And loads of semen. I'm very confused. <laughs> Urban Dictionary is letting me down. <laughs> Colloquially, bukaki is anyone getting covered in multiple loads. It comes from the verb <laughs> bu- bukakaru, which means to splash some liquid. Bukakaru! <laughs> <laughs> bukakaru! When I'm in need! <laughs> was gold digger oh thank you god he took that to the next level shit uh anyway are we done with bukaki or are you <laughs> keep talking about it for longer for now for now until it comes up in the journal until november 15th no i'm kidding don't get excited <laughs> uh all right october 17th started the day sad got off just for wi-fi in monte carlo okay i don't need you to read the whole entry sad <laughs> Hold on. There's a whole arc here. Walked and talked with Kick and felt better. Oh, thank you for um, informing the emotions with your voice. You're so welcome. I'm pretty much a voice actor here. You are. That's how sweet is that? Love you, Kick. Just makes me feel better. He's such a good friend. He is. Um, Beautiful. mm, 
<clears throat> Sorry. That was not beautiful. <laughs> Just like hawk to Lugie. He's like, beautiful. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> beautiful evening at the Oceanographic Museum. Yeah, it was one of those special event nights, and uh, it was nuts. They had like these crazy blue fish monsters on stilts that were walking all over and just like i don't know it was this giant museum that we hit the ship had just bought and we were just surrounded by like it felt very Cirque du soleil but for um just for us oh it was, fun it's fun yeah um oh here we go fucked argentina on the floor hot we back i remember this um first of all we had a Half of our room was this gigantic, beautiful mirror. One of the walls was just a huge, solid mirror. Don't know how that's the first time that that's come up since you've had sex in that room so many times. And against that mirror many times. Oh. Um, what? Just thinking about all the Windex it would take to <laughs> make that shine again. That's why you had a maid, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> Butt prints all up on the mirror. No, just back because if he's like holding me and like, and like uh-huh. you know, and you're like picked up and getting. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. All those times I've been picked up and fucked against a mirror. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's very relatable. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, it was stretching and, you know, um, you know, that way dancers do with the crazy turnout. So you're like, legs are straight out and your hips are kind of flat and your ass cheeks are just like spread. <laughs> Often referred to as a split. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> he was doing a split. Um, N- nude? I- I don't know. Maybe just like underwear or something. I don't okay. remember how this started, but eventually I kept him in that split and split him a little further. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's wide open spaces right there in that position. It's kind of porny. Just like having sex with a very limber dancer who's in a split and you're just like right behind him. The noise is today, Cam. I'm sorry. We've opened that door. Among other things. <laughs> Just, oh, there's a joke, splitting a peach. I don't know. Um, okay. Tell me by your name. Just think of like how open a butthole is when you're doing a full split. How accessible a butthole is when sure, you're doing a full Sure, it's not like split. the sphincter doesn't open. <laughs> it really shouldn't, no. <laughs> this probably can't be on mic. So I'm thinking of something that okay. I am uh, very apprehensive to say here oh that doesn't happen too often (laughs) say it okay um but first mom (laughs) seriously i know i know you've at this point heard a lot of stuff you probably didn't want to hear about me but this one is this is a doozy so i'm gonna need you to fast forward two minutes okay (laughs) did you do that yet okay that mirror there we could, I mean, we watched ourselves have sex all the time. And I remember one very graphic image of like, I'm lying on my back face in the mirror and he's fucking me with his back to the mirror. And he's like, Wait, hold on. Oh, so he was like, it was like a little, cocoon, like I can see the like mirror. Like big spoon can't. situation. No, no, no. Like, okay. I'm on, you're on your back. My back is on the bed and he's standing with his back face in the mirror. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, so gotcha. I'm but you can see over him, can, over like yeah. over his shoulder around him to the and mirror. I think we're finished or whatever. Okay. And he pulls out and I just saw my asshole (laughs) i didn't know what you were gonna say (laughs) it just looked like a porn like you never see that oh yeah when it's like nope 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 nope. no details (laughs) okay (laughs) 
gaping maw. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> it just, I just thought it was going to be something so much more, I don't know, specific or specifically graphic. <laughs> like what? <laughs> like, I don't know, like he like, I don't know, he pulled out and like a s*** of filled came spewing or something. <laughs> it's, it's on my bucket list. Your cum bucket list. Mm. <laughs> it's on my bucket list. Oh, you kill me. October 18th. It's someone's birthday. You're off in San Tropez again. Um, Wi-Fi with DJ Matt. <laughs> what? I remember. Um, I do want to say before I tell you what happened that um, although I recognize this as like pretty bad behavior on the outside, <laughs> it was like totally okay. And I dare say even encouraged within our friendship. It was just kind of the way we related okay i shall listen to the story with that in mind uh we were getting wi-fi there's a whole group of us and he goes to just get another drink or something and he leaves his computer um where i can see it and there's a folder there's two folders on his desktop one is labeled naughty pictures of girls and one is labeled naughty pictures of me (laughs) tell me you didn't click that folder I didn't click the girls. Mike Wessels. Oh my God. What would you on have done? On his desktop called Naughty Pictures of Me. What would you have done if someone had opened that picture in front of all your cast and pictures of you just looking at your butthole in a mirror? It wasn't that naughty. Okay. That is graphic and vile. Um, so he, we open it. We all, we all were part, we're complicit in this. I'm not taking full blame. And there's a picture of him. With his leg up on like a bathroom sink, taking a mirror selfie, just kind of dangling and uh, like doing a pose. Sure. We real quick made that picture his desktop picture. <laughs> you dicks. You dicks. At and least he, he knew that you did it. And also he, we that is like so, so, so um, invasive and terrible, but it just like. It was With okay DJ in the Matt, kind of friendship okay. you yes, had. Okay, it was like, that's fine. It wasn't like you were you weren't being mean girls or something. And because we knew it was just pictures of him, and there was not like we weren't. Yeah. So he comes back to the computer. We shut it. And we're all giggling like little kids. He's like, "What's going on, guys?" He opens it up and just goes, "All my days, <laughs> <laughs> all my days, oh my days, oh my days." That's such an old person thing to oh, say. My days. It was so cute, and he just like laughed, and he was such a good sport, like for such a terrible thing. Oh, uh, for us to do. So rude. But. I I think about that. I've, you know, I've sent snaps and naked pics to people who yeah. we exchange or whatever. And I'm like, what would happen if this gets out anywhere? Because they can very easily. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? Everyone has a fucking penis. Yeah. I, I'm trying to be like, yes, I have a penis. And there it is. Like, I don't know. I don't care too much. I know. You said that to me one time when I was looking through your camera roll. I was like, oh, I don't want to see anything. You're like, I don't think you will. But, you know, if you do. I, I have a dick. I just, like, that's the way it is. And I didn't see anything, but it's a really good attitude to have because everyone's got dick pics out there floating around somewhere. Totally. If you're a millennial and and you've ever dated, uh, you know, if you've ever dated anyone online, you've fucking sexted. Yeah, it's kind of something you need to be aware of if you're sending naked pictures. Like, they, anyone could see them and be okay with that. I've never sent anything that I think I'd be too mortified about being seen. It's only just, like, if it's just a dick pic, then it's fucking anatomy, yep. you know? 
Yeah, fair enough. Um, I desperately wish that we lived in a world, um, I mean, Dan Savage says it all the time, but where, you know, everyone, especially anyone that's running for public office, has to, like, submit a dick pic. <laughs> because if those weren't there, if those weren't held in such specific, not regard, what is held, the word? They couldn't be used as blackmail. Couldn't be used as blackmail. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, you know, everyone's got genitals. Right. So the fact that everyone has, you know, someday... All these millennials and younger who have grown up with a porn studio in their pocket are going to be running for going to be running for office, and someone is going to have dirt on all these people. And yes, I am completely ripping off Dan Savage right now. No, it's okay. It's just it's he's he's taught us well. I really believe that like if that weren't such a big deal, then so many people that were worthy to run for office could and couldn't be blackmailed out of doing so. Well, the the real issue all these pictures is. Um... It all boils down to consent 100% of the time. So, like, what I did to DJ Matt is so inappropriate. Um, and it was really, that was really risky of me. And thank God it was, you know, I... You also know your friend. Right. Doing it to a stranger or doing it to someone with malice is a whole different situation. Or distributing those photos in a way that, uh, you know, without that person's consent Absolutely. is... If it's all with consent, it's, it's nothing. Yeah. It should be no surprise that everyone has genitals and that they have taken pictures of them. They're... Shut up. Shut up, Cameron. Really great example of it. Uh, I think Dylan Sprouse, one of the Sprouse twins. Are Who called, are the they're Sprouse the, twins? They're the, uh, they played Ben in Friends, Ross's son, and the kid in Big Daddy. And they had a show on Disney. Those were twins? Yeah. Literally no idea until oh, this really? very moment. Yeah. Um, they Fascinating. Were, like, child stars, um, but one they're adults now. And one of them like had a dick pic exposed or something happened. And him and his brother joked about it. And he was like, oh, sorry, world, I've got a penis. And it was just like, <laughs> laughed it off and it was gone. It was no big deal. And that's like just the perfect way to handle that. Yeah. Also, shame on the person for distributing that widely. Yeah, for sure. Ugh, people are disgusting. Have you ever accidentally sent a dick pic to someone? <laughs> no, it is a great fear of mine. Uh-huh. Especially I've got friends that we exchange pics on Snapchat and I'm like, God help me for the day that goes to like a family member or something. Or you post it to like your story. Oh my God. <laughs> Technological nightmares. It's probably going to happen one day. So just everyone be aware. I've got a penis. <laughs> we believe you. Do you? <laughs> um, no, but I have absolutely sent text messages to the wrong people. Oh, 100%. Oh, it can be really messy. One time I was sitting, talking getting talked at by this woman she was just like telling me a story in circles about herself i was like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i texted my friend saying like i'll be over soon or whatever right now i'm getting talk attacked by insert name here and i texted it to the person talking to me oh she got that text message while you were talking while we were sitting there oh my god this is long this is 10 years ago did she read it right then yeah oh she no. stormed out of the room and i was like Oh and then my! She, like, yelled down the stairs. And was like, I wouldn't want to talk attack you. Oh fuck! <laughs> was she, was this at work or was it a friend? I, it was um, during a contract someone I was living with. Oh, that did you ever make up? I apologized. I was like, that was just really, really fucking rude of me. I'm so sorry. Um, and she forgave me, but that was rude of me. But oh. also stupid of me to send the wrong text. My that, fault in all all ways. How about you? Uh, well, the one time I can think of, I did not apologize. I tried to lie my way out of it, and I made it so much worse. Um, I knew two guys. Let's say both of their names were Keith. Um, they were not. One of them was a guy that I 
had hooked up with during a contract. And one of them was my stage manager. And, um, I found out I, I was no longer hooking up with this, the, the one that I was, but my stage manager was quote unquote straight, but he was, he would get drunk at parties and like try to make out with all the boys. You have a history for uh, straight boys dealing with quote unquote straight boys. <laughs> really? bookending this i'm pretty sure that guy's uh out now if not he should be he has a brother who's like incredibly out like very very much and like the family's supportive and this guy was just so deep in the closet and i couldn't figure out why anyway he got drunk and the two guys with the same first name keith they both uh like hooked up and i heard about it at work the next day and the guy that i had hooked up with used to disparage that stage manager so bad and make so much fun of him for being in the closet. And then I found out they hooked up and I just opened up my phone. I was like, Oh fuck you. Like on your, I don't know. I just, I was so grossed out that they had hooked up. Um, because you opened up your phone, what does that mean? Sorry. I, I opened up my phone and texted the, fir- the guy that I had hooked up with. And oh. I was like, really my gay stage manager, really? And I sent that off and I sent it to the stage manager. Gay stage and, manager? Yeah. Instead of the other guy, cause they had the same first name. And Ooh. it blew up. He cried. He cried through the whole next show. The assistant stage manager had to run sound for the show. <laughs> it was you, like outed him. Well, you didn't do it, but you. But he found out that he had been outed, and that I knew. And I tried to make up a lie, like, "Oh, we were talking about something else completely." Like, just did not work. He knew exactly what had happened. And wouldn't look me in the eye for forever. That's the same stage manager that uh, tried to throw me on for the understudy role. And I'm pretty sure that was a vindication move. <laughs> and that backfired as well. Because then... Oh, that was, so he tried to fuck you over after this. Well, it, it, we never really got past it. So he really didn't care for me. We really didn't care for each other um, for most of that contract. So yeah, it was a little ugly. Yikes. So you didn't apologize. I may have eventually but my first reaction was to try to lie my way out of it and that how did you begin to tell me how you lie your way out of it i'm pretty sure i was like we're talking about something else completely and it was a joke and blah blah, blah. and I, I i don't remember i'm sure Could if you good. if you read that uh whole conversation right now you would cringe so hard because it was so clunky and uncomfortable for everyone involved do you feel you owe him an apology still um, not really, because he was not great. Um, he was not a great person. I, I didn't act very well in that moment, but he didn't act right a lot that summer. So, like, I don't know. I think we ended up working it out, but he was just never my favorite just human. Just going to call it even. <laughs> just going to call it even. Yeah. Follies of youth. Mm. Uh, on <laughs> Really trying to make myself uh, out to be a, a good person here, but um, should we go? We're human. We do bad things. We, we try and do better next time yeah and uh if i've learned anything by reading your journal is we don't always act well in our early 20s i'm just gonna throw this back on you really quick (laughs) (laughs) i was not the one who (laughs) so rude all right uh mike let's get out of here yep we've been talk attacking people way too much here so cam if people want more of us what should they do they should rate and review on itunes first and foremost then Go follow us or interact with us on like, social then media. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no, please don't do that. Unless uh, you want to. Or sure, yeah, that that'd be fine too. Um, no, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, MBFJ Podcast, or email us, mybestfriendsjournal at gmail.com, or visit our website, mybestfriendsjournal.com. Killed it. Uh I did kill it. I'm just smiling, but I was you can't see that. He's already thinking about lunch. Until next time, Mike, always remember, six years of getting butt fucked does not a straight man make. (laughs) 